Hola fresitas, welcome back to Fresas con Crema podcast. Just in case this is your first time tuning in, my name is Paulina and welcome to this podcast. We are a safe space where we are able to freely talk about the things that we should not talk about. We talk from things um, in regards to dating, sex, love, relationships, Latino culture, and anything that a 20-something-year-old woman would experience. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, I usually have my co-host, Leslie, here, but Miss Leslie is living her best life in Spain right now, and she is giving us all the tea of what it's like to live in Spain, and you guys should definitely listen to it because I am so proud of her, and I love to hear her experiences about the great and fun life that she's living in Spain. So if you haven't, go listen to her episodes. Rositas, you guys are in for an episode today. This, like, honestly, I don't like this shit happening to me. It just kind of happens. And like, I use my bad dating life and trauma as fucking entertainment for you guys. <laughs> um, But recently I just had a really like fucking insane, like I just had another awful experience in dating. Um, now I'm going to bring this up because this kind of introduces us into what today's episode is going to be about. So if you guys listened to the last episode, um, I'm waiting for a shoot to drop. Um, I talked about a guy that I was dating. Uh, we named him Carlos. So I was dating Carlos for the month of uh, November and December, and he was someone who I really cared about. Um, he was the first guy that I truly, you know, dated like for a while and who romantically pursued me after basically being single for like literally two years. Like he was the first guy who literally fucking like, you know, romantically pursued me. I've dated guys in between, but nothing like, you know, long lasting or nothing like more than a couple of dates or like three dates, you know? So I really cared about this guy and he was so kind. And, you know, when things, when we agreed to kind of stop dating, we decided to stay friends. But after I posted the podcast, um, I, we, you know, we kept in touch for a couple more weeks, but I think that he just activated my nervous system too much that it just, I was anxious majority of the time, even as friends, I still felt so anxious and I just, I couldn't pinpoint why until I was able to bring it up to him. And, you know, he just was not in the right, you know, headspace and, and mental space to offer me and give me what I wanted and what I deserved. And, and that's okay. Um, that's totally okay. You know, he has to, you know, work on, work on himself and he has to, you know, get all of that together before he's able to give me what I want and what I deserve. Um, so I had to let him go and it was really hard for me to let him go because I truly cared about, and I'm the type of person who gets attached easily. Um, which is something that I'm trying, that I've worked on, you know, I've gotten a lot better at it for sure, but it, it was so hard for me to let go of him. And for a while after I cut him off, like I was so sad. <laughs> I, I literally would listen to sad music and I'd go to the gym, I'd cry at the gym. And this kinds of kind of brings us in how this new episode uh, kind of came about. Um, and by this new episode, I mean this new dating experience. <laughs> so I was at the gym about three weeks after I had cut off uh, Carlos and I ran into a friend. We're going to call her Lucy. OK, so we're going to call her Lucy. So I ran into Lucy at the gym and I, you know, I was talking to her and she asked me because she had she knew about Carlos. 
So she asked me, she said, how are you and your boyfriend doing? And I was like, he's actually not my boyfriend and we're actually not dating anymore and we're not friends anymore. We're not in contact anymore. She's like, why? What happened? He was so nice. I was like, I know. It's just he couldn't give me a relationship and he couldn't give me what I what I wanted and deserved. So I had to let him go. And she was so sad. She was like, no, but he was so nice. I was like, I know. I was so sad about it. I'm not gonna say I was heartbroken because I wasn't heartbroken, but like obviously I was really, really sad. And we talked about it. I was talking to Lucy about it, how sad I was and how I just wanted a relationship, someone who could give me, you know, a relationship and who could be in the same page as me and someone who, you know, was able to to really give me what I needed emotionally. And I told her, like, you know, I just I just want to meet a good man and have a good relationship. And and I want to start settling down like I'm 28. Like, I want to, you know, look into getting married. I want to, you know, think about having babies in the future. And it's just so hard because in this generation, it's just it's hard. A lot of emotionally unavailable people and a lot of people who, you know, project their trauma onto others. And I'm so tired of that. Like, I've been there, done that. I'm so sick of it, you know, and I was telling her all this and she's just standing there. She's like, oh, no, she's like, no, you're going to meet someone. And then, you know, out of nowhere, her, like she just had like a light bulb in her head, like pop up. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, I have someone in mind for you. I was like, you do. So we're going to call him James. My first question is, how tall is he? Because if you guys don't know, I am a tall queen. I am five, eight and a half. I'm almost five foot nine. And I like tall men. All the guys I've ever dated, they've been at least six feet tall. Um, so I just like tall men. It's it's a preference, not a deal breaker. But I asked her, I was like, how tall is he? <laughs> and she's like, oh, he's pretty tall. Um, he's taller than me. And I was like, Lucy, I'm like, you're five feet tall. Everyone's taller than you. And she just started laughing. And um, she, I told her, I was like, okay, well, tell him to send you a pic and, and we'll see. And after like a little bit, he they she texted him and he said he was 5'11", and he was actually younger than me. I asked her, I was like, how how old is he? I was like, I'm not trying to go younger than 25. And it turns out that he was actually 24. So I am 28, and 24 is four years younger than I am. So I was very hesitant about it. But she showed me a picture, and I was like, I mean, if you think he's mature, like emotionally mature, like like I'm down to get to know him, you know? Like at this point, 30-year-old isn't working, 28 isn't working, like it's just I, I'm willing to give a younger guy a try right so <laughs> so she's like okay so she gives him my Facebook because I got really shy I was like oh my god like he's gonna call me like he's gonna text me like oh my god I don't know why I got really shy I should have just like have her give him my number but whatever um so immediately like the next day he messaged me you know good morning and we talked and then he actually called me on the phone like later on I think like two days after that and we talked on the phone so like my first impression of this guy is like okay he is very very talkative like he talked a lot on the phone and there were some things that he said that I was just kind of like eh about but nothing major that I was like oh no that's a huge like big no-no but I was like okay whatever so about a week later I was going into work and uh, my sister had actually bought me like a coffee and a, and a breakfast sandwich from Starbucks. So I left my house and I forgot the Starbucks sandwich. And I told him cause it, I hadn't even ate anything that day. So we we're talking and, and this was on Valentine's day, by the way. Um, I was like, Oh my God, like I literally forgot my breakfast sandwich at home. Like I'm so sad. And he was like, 
do you want me to bring you something? Like, what do you want from Starbucks? Like I got you. And I was like, wait, are you serious? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll bring you something. And I was like, okay. So, uh, you know, he actually brought me a Starbucks sandwich and a pink drink to work. And I was already clocked in. So I literally just went outside to grab it. And it was like, maybe like a three minute interaction. But when he first saw me and I first saw him, I was like, okay, he's a cutie, not bad looking at all. Um, he probably is about five ten, So that's maybe like a tiny bit taller than me, but I was like, whatever, like he's cute, whatever. And he literally just kind of stood there like staring at me, like not even saying much. And in my mind, I'm like, wait, are you going to say anything? <laughs> uh, okay. And he, I, I just thanked him cause I didn't know what to say cause I was so nervous too. And he was like, Oh, Oh, you're welcome. And he literally like was about to walk away. And I was like, wait, like, like, you're not going to hug me. And then I gave him a hug. And then, you know, I thought that was so cute of him and so sweet of him to do. Um, especially on Valentine's Day, like, isn't that so cute? But yeah, he, he left literally, it was like a three minute interaction and he left after that. But, um, he actually asked me out on a date, like a couple of days later. Um, And I gave him my address so he can come pick me up. And he actually surprised me with a bouquet of flowers when I got into his car. And I was like, oh my God, this dude literally got me flowers on the first date. Like, that's so cute. Um, So we went on a date. We went to Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, had good conversation. Again, some minor red flags. Um, nothing too like drastic. We actually did talk about like red flags. Um, and he asked me, he's like, what are some red flags? And I was like, I cannot tell you because if I tell you, then you're going to hide them. And we just kind of laughed it off. But at first I was kind of like, I didn't know how I felt about him. I thought he was cute, but I didn't know if I actually really liked him. Um, cause I, I, I was just, I was neutral. I was calm the whole time. I wasn't, you know, like super excited. I was just, I was just like, okay, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm not trying to get my hopes up. You know, it's funny because we went to Buffalo Wild Wings and we walked around the mall and we actually ran into one of you fresitas, <laughs> baby girl from the mattress store. You know who I'm talking about, <laughs> but it was so, I, it's so funny cause we were walking and I just hear someone say my name and it was literally one of you guys, one of you listeners. Um, but yeah, shout out to you. You're the best. Thank you for the little sample <laughs> that you gave us. I appreciate you. But, um, after walking around the mall, we went to Marshall's and then we went to Dave and Buster's and we played games. And I think when we played the games, that's when I I actually really liked him because he was having such a good time. I was having a good time. We are, we had a margarita and like, it was a good time. And I was like, I've told you guys before on the podcast that I don't ever really kiss on the first date. Cause I feel like it's a lot. I don't know. I just personally like to like wait till the second date to kiss someone. But when he dropped me off back home to my house, I kissed him. I literally pulled him in. At first I didn't, he hugged me and he gave me a kiss on the cheek and then I pulled him in and I kissed him, which is a lot for me. Cause I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I I'm, I'm so nervous, but yeah, I walked home. I walked into my house with a bouquet of flowers and he had actually gotten me a, case of celsius from costco um like he literally got it for me that was so nice of him by the way um and i walked in and my mom's like where did you come from because my mom was visiting from vegas and i told her and and i was like yeah he's a little younger than me and they were like wow watch out i was like i know so yeah me and james had we literally talked a lot on the phone and we had a lot of conversations about what it was that we were looking for he you know told me that he's had bad experiences with girls that he's talked to and you know one of them turned out to have a boyfriend and the other one left like when they were supposed to go on the date and like he just hasn't had good experience in dating and I've told them you know same I've dated men who 
told me that they want a relationship and then they switch their minds or like they just, you know, are not emotionally available. And that's not what I wanted. Like when I tell you guys that we had long FaceTime conversations, phone call conversations, like I'm telling you guys, I would literally spend all my day, like all my day talking to him from the time I woke up to the time I went to sleep. But, you know, obviously when we're at work, it's text. But when we got home and, you know, we were able to talk on the phone, we literally talk on the phone. Now, I want to point this out. Um, I... I'm very like careful now. Obviously, I've dated a lot of narcissistic men and a lot of, you know, manipulative men. Um, again, this is me as my experience as a woman. This is what I've experienced. So that's why I mention it. But I've always been very careful with the men that I date and make sure that they're not love bombing me. Now, if you don't, guys don't know what love bombing is, it's basically when a person gives you so like an overwhelming amount of uh, affection gifts. They start, you know, planning the future, talking about the future, saying, I love you like super fast. And they just kind of do that to kind of like put their claw in you and kind of like manipulate you. Um, now I'm not saying that he did this, but I'm just saying that like, I've always been kind of careful with that. So when I start to like, when someone starts to be super affectionate from like the very like beginning, I tend to kind of like, whoa, like, you know, chill out, you know, like I, I, I tend to kind of recognize that and kind of like be careful with that okay I'm, I, I tend to be very careful with stuff like that because I don't want to end up in another narcissistic relationship with another nar- narcissistic man so something that I want to point out is that he you know brought me flowers which is I not I'm not saying he loved mommy but I was very careful with that with all the gifts that he was giving me you know the case of celsius the flowers all that right and he had actually, this is a different day. We had actually gone to the gym and then we went to Sam's club right after that. We were shopping around. He was very affectionate. He would always hold my hand every time we'd be in the car, in in the store, everywhere, which again, I loved. Um, so after we went to Sam's club, um, we got back into his car and he started to get very emotional when he started to cry in the car and tell me that I made him really happy that no one's ever, you know, treated him the way that I have and that he was just really happy and he was so emotional and he legit started to kind of like not cry hard, but he started to tear up and he did cry. And when he, when that happened, it just kind of made me feel like a little bit kind of like overwhelmed, if that makes sense. Or like, kind of like, Whoa, like, is he crying? I I didn't know what to feel because according to him, you know, he was bullied a lot when he was younger that he, he was a small kid and like he would get bullied a lot. So when he like he just he was just wasn't used to being treated like this. So I was very careful about it, but I was like, OK, let me not to think too much of it. So about two weeks in, <laughs> I'm over here talking about love bombing about two weeks in he asked me to come meet his parents because he, he, we, we talked a lot about cooking. Cause I don't know if you guys know, but I'm very like, I eat healthy and I like to cook healthy meals. So we talked a lot about that. And he actually told me that he wanted to cook for me. And I said, okay. And he said, okay, come over to my house on Sunday and you, that way you can also meet my parents. And I was just like, oh shit. Like he wants me to meet his parents. Like, damn, like the last guy would, didn't even want to meet my sister. Like, holy shit. So I was like, um, I was a little hesitant, but I was like, okay, sure. Why not? He's excited. You know, we're dating. He wants me to be his parents. Like, why not? Okay. So he made, we made tacos. He marinated the chicken and everything. Like he literally snapped me everything, like from him going to the grocery store, him making the chicken, marinating the chicken and like just preparing everything. 
So he came the next day he came to pick me up and we went to his house and I met his mom. His mom was so sweet. She was super excited to meet me and I was so excited to meet her too. And um, later on his dad came home and we cooked the chicken. We literally cut, cut it. We made tacos. He made the guacamole. I helped him with the guacamole and you could tell that he was really trying to put effort into, you know, all of this for me. And I really appreciated that. And I thought that that was so sweet. And it's funny because we actually like him, his dad, his mom and me, we all sat at the dinner table eating tacos and having conversations. And I'm very much like I want to present myself in the best way when I'm meeting someone's parents. So I was very talkative with them. I didn't want to be awkward or I didn't want to be rude, but his parents were really nice. And there was one point at the table that his parents were speaking so highly of him. And I thought that was so good. Like, clearly he has a really good relationship with his parents where his parents are saying that he's such a great guy, that he's not a bad kid and that he's so respectful. And so they're just saying all these good things about him. And I'm just like, fuck, wow. Like, that's crazy. Like, that's so good. He has such a good relationship with his parents. I thought that was such a good sign. And when his parents were saying all these good things about him, you just see James at the table just start tearing up and he says, I'm going to cry. And he starts to cry at the table and his mom and his dad they're both like oh yeah he's a crier he's emotional and I'm just like wow your parents you know point out that you're emotional but they're not making fun of you for it because I don't know if you guys know this but like or like my non-latino friends men often like and especially in latino culture like it's looked down upon if they show any type of emotion you know um so I just I don't know I just felt like that was such a good sign um that his parents you know talked to talked about him like that and also you know didn't put down his feelings and his parents are really great people and 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 I really liked them and I was really excited to be there and it was a really really good night we actually ended up sending Lucy a video of us cooking the chicken and she was so excited to see she literally was just like oh my god I am a matchmaker she was so excited James invited me out to a bar with his friends um the following week so, and he also wanted to sleep, wanted to sleep over my house. So I told him, okay, like, yeah, you can definitely sleep over my house. You should probably come before the bar. So that way you can meet my sister, my nephew and my brother-in-law. And he was like, yeah, for sure. So he came over and we made chicken salad and he met my sister, my baby nephew and my brother-in-law. So after that, we went to the bar and I met all his friends and, um, it was a group of, of guys and there was also a girl that he was really good friends with and who was the reason why they decided to go out to the bar because she had graduated and got her master's or something like that. Right. So I'm not, I don't like, I don't want to say that I'm the jealous kind cause I'm not like that. <laughs> I, I don't feel like I'm the jealous kind, but, um, yeah, that he had a, a really, really close female friend and I met her and everything and she was, she was nice. And at one point, in the, in the bar, I, I, I have social anxiety, so it's kind of hard for me to go out to places like that. Cause I tend to be on my phone. Cause I feel like I'm safe, like on my phone and like, it's just a lot of people and especially the people I don't know, I tend to get kind of like a little bit of social anxiety. So when James went to go buy the drinks, um, his female friend, she, um, talked to me and she was just like, Oh my God. She's like, James was so nervous for your first date. She's like, 
he literally was telling me about the flowers. He was so excited and he was so nervous. He's such a good guy. You're in such good hands. She said that to me, right? And I was just like, oh, okay. My first thought is, oh yeah, like it's coming from another girl. And then my second thought is, wait, it's coming from a girl. Like, I don't know. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but it didn't say anything. So James ended up getting really drunk, even though he doesn't want to say it, but he got really, really drunk that night. And he was, he's a kind of drunk that will be super loud and dances and, and screams and stuff like that, which I didn't know. But, um, he starts screaming and giving shout outs and saying stuff like shout out to my baby girl. And he points at me, shout out to Lucy. She's Cupid. She's, he was literally screaming this at the bar with loud music and he was he did this multiple times and you know he kissed me in front of his friends and i i I was recording him too so i literally have a video of him saying that um and then he starts saying stuff like she's the one that's my baby girl she's the one basically saying i'm the one right and i was just like oh wow all his friends were like wow like i was like holy shit this dude is like literally fucking drunk and then he starts to say you guys are all invited to the wedding. And I'm just like, whoa. I literally, I was like, whoa. And his friends were all looking at me, right? And I'm just like, what is he talking about? I'm like, I'm not even his girlfriend yet. And his friend tells him, amen. She said that you're not even, that you guys aren't even boyfriend and girlfriend or something around those lines, right? And he turns around to me and he says, baby, he's like, do you want to be my girlfriend? And I'm just like, no. I was like, you can ask me this when you're sober. Right. He's like, I will. And I was like, okay. And then went to the bathroom and like, he was the kind of guy that literally like, you guys know how in bars and and concerts or whatever, the girl's bathroom is always so fucking long and the men just walk into the fucking men's bathroom. So we both had to go to the bathroom and he went to the bathroom and then he came right out and the line was still long for women's. So he waited with me until he couldn't like, he literally stood in the line with me until like I went in and then like he literally waited outside for me, but he kept asking me like, baby, am I annoying you? And I'm just like, no, no, you're fine. You're having fun. I get it. Like, it's fine. Right. And we went back to out with his friends and he just got more fucked up. And at one point, a guy went up to his female friend, his female best friend, and something felt kind of weird because he was, James was staring down the guy that was trying to get at his friend. And I was just like, okay, it just, it made me feel weird. I was just like, in my mind, I'm like, are you jealous? So a little bit later in the night, security comes up to James and is like, Hey, can I talk to you? And they pull James outside and basically tell him that he needs to chill out because he's being loud and that he's security is like, I know you're having a good time, but I need you to relax a little bit because you're being basically saying that he was being loud and obnoxious, which I got to see because homeboy like James was just jumping, dancing, screaming. Like at one point he even bumped into a girl in front of us and the girl kind of spilled her beer a little bit. And I got embarrassed. I was just like, Oh my God, like dude, chill. And at that point, like right as right before security came to grab him, um, I had already told him, like, I think you need to drink water. Like when we got him water and he wasn't drinking any more alcohol, but that, yeah. So once security pulled him out and we went outside, I literally told him, I was like, no, he's done. And then James is like, no, man, like I'm done. I'm only drinking water. And he was like, okay, I'm going to let you back in, but I don't want to have to pull you out again or uh, cause I don't want to kick you out. And James was like, okay, whatever. We actually ended up leaving a little bit later and um i drove home he slept over and then we had breakfast in the morning and whatever right we went back to his house 
So a couple weeks, a couple days later, I think it was like maybe like a week and a half or two weeks later, I met up with James after I had gotten off of work and immediately something just felt so off. I asked him, I was like, James, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. And something in my gut was just telling me that something was off. And then we went to five below and I'm standing in the middle of five below with him and I legit just got an anxiety attack out of nowhere. Something in my gut said something's off, something's wrong. And I didn't know what it was. And I hugged him and I'm just like, I'm sorry. I just need affection. And he acted normal the rest of the night. But something in my gut told me that something was wrong. So a couple of days later, we went to my friend's wedding and my friend got married in Ramona, which is somewhere in San Diego County, right? So it was like about two hours away. We had gone to a hotel and everything. So I slipped over James' house on Thursday. The wedding was on Friday evening. So we left on Friday morning and the vibe was just off. Something was just off the entire way. I literally felt so fucking drained. And we got to the hotel and keep in mind, James had me and him as his background on his phone. So we're laying in bed, like just cuddling, right? Like we were so like tired. It just popped into my mind. I'm like, he changed his background on his phone because James had a picture of me and him as his background on his phone, which by the way, I didn't mention, but he made me his phone background at first and he showed it to me. And I literally cringe because I'm just like, oh my God, this was like before we took the pictures together, by the way, this is like two weeks in. He made me his phone background and that shit made me feel weird. And I told him like, no, switch it to a picture of us because it just, it made me feel weird. I don't know why he did what it did. <laughs> but anyways, uh, later on, we took pictures together and he made it his background on his phone. So he had it like that for like a good two weeks, right? So we were laying in bed and, uh, yeah, we're out of nowhere. It just hit me that he changed his background on his phone. It was no longer a picture of him and me. It was a picture of the beach and I got up and I was about to cry, but I was like, Nope, I'm not going to cry. I got ready for the, for the wedding. I did my hair and did my makeup and I put on, put on some Carol G as I was doing my makeup and everything. When I was done, I went out there and I was like, Hey, are you going to get ready? And he was like, yeah, he got up, he got ready. And there was just this weird silence. Like he didn't say you look good. Your hair looks good. Nothing. He was just, the silence was so loud. I was putting on my shoes and he was putting on his, you know, his tux and the silence was loud. And I knew immediately something was off. I'm like, Nope, this isn't normal. This isn't like this. No, something is going on and he's not telling me, but I didn't want to bring it up because it was before the wedding. I just did my makeup and I didn't want to cry. Like I was literally on the verge of tears the whole time. Right. So during the wedding, the entire time, like the vibes are just off. He didn't hold my hand. He literally complained about everything, the music, the food, the DJ, like everything and in the in fact it was kind of ruining my vibe I'm just like dude like stop but whatever I actually cried during the wedding because I got emotional because of how like he he made me feel like he made me feel so like he was pushing me away he made me feel bad you know like I just I just became so anxious like that's why you know the wedding ended kind of early and we actually had had a couple arguments during the wedding um I want to say this like the, one of the first things I ever told him is don't ever call me out of my name. Don't disrespect me. Cause I don't tolerate disrespect. If you ever call me a bitch, like that's it. Right. And he said, I would never call you that. I'd never call you that. He didn't call me that, but somehow that kind of came up. I don't know why. I think I said that something about like, if a man ever calls a woman a bitch, I feel like it's so degrading. And he didn't agree with me on that. He was disagreeing. And I was just like, dude, like 
like, come on. Like it, it, it's so degrading when a man calls a woman a bitch. But anyway, long story short, we had an argument about that. And I said, okay, well, what I'm just saying is don't ever disrespect me. That's all I'm asking for. And he said, well, don't ever piss me off. And when he said that, I was like, this conversation's done. So something changed. I don't know what happened where he just became so like mean. He was just so mean. And like, like, I don't know what it was, but he was just like a different person. So we went to, after the wedding ended, we went to Albertsons after that and we grabbed drinks and snacks and we got buzzed at the hotel like I was like okay I'll get buzzed whatever and when he got buzzed like he just said some of the meanest shit like I I I don't even want to say it because like uh, he didn't say anything to me like about me but it was about like uh, like it was about it's basically something homophobic. Like out of nowhere, he literally just said like some random homophobic chick out of nowhere. And when he said that, I just turned around and I said, I'm going to bed. And I literally went to sleep and the whole night he didn't hug me, cuddle me, nothing. It's like, there was like a huge space in between us in the bed and like nothing. And it's just like, no, the vibe is off. The next morning we had a conversation. I asked him, I was like, what's wrong? Like something is up. And it was an hour long conversation. And he just said that he just sometimes he just turns off his emotions and he doesn't know why. And that he's been trying to work on it for a couple of years. And we came to the conclusion that we were going to take it slow and that we were going to he was going to try and communicate with me better. And I said, OK, so we hugged and I felt a little bit of relief because I brought it up. We talked about it and we tried to resolve it. Right. So on our way back. From San Diego to L.A., we were in the car. We had got breakfast and everything, but we're in the car. We're in the freeway, and we're in the carpool lane, and a Honda Civic pulls up, which, by the way, he drives a Honda Civic. A Honda Civic pulls up, and the guy, the other guy in the Honda Civic looks at James' car and just stares down, and I see that. And then you just see James say, oh, hell no. Nah. He's like, that fool just fucking mad-dogged me. And I was like, no, immediately, no. And then he was like, he wants to fucking race. I'll show him. And I'm like, no, I literally was like, no, I was literally, it's like, if I was talking to a kid, I was like, no. And then he's like, but he just fucking mad dog me. I'm like, I don't care when I'm in the car. What you're not going to do is you're not going to race another car. Cause he wanted to race the car. I was like, well, you can do whatever you want when I'm not in the car. But when I'm in the car, you're not going to do that. And he was fighting me on it. Like he was just like, nah, let me show that fucking fool. And when he said that, another Honda Civic pulls up. So like, it's a little teenage boy. You could straight up tell a little boy was like 19 and the two Honda Civics start racing each other. And you just see James saying like those fucking fools or whatever. He just starts getting mad. And I'm like, dude, why does it matter? You're never going to see these people again. And then you see the, uh, one of the Honda Civics almost crashing into another car. And when I, when I see that, I'm like, you see, you want to race these dudes. Like, did you not just see that? And then James is like, it's cause he's not smart about it. It's cause he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And I'm just like, no, I'm like, whatever. You're not going to catch up to them and you're not going to race them. And then James goes, well, you telling me that I'm not going to catch up to them makes me want to catch up to them. And I'm just like, no, you're going to do it. I was like, you're going to do it. And he did not do it. But I'm just like, that just, mm -mm, that literally upset me. Cause I'm just like, why the fuck are you going to race another car? That's so stupid. 
And second of all, why does it matter if another fucking idiot looks at you in your car? You're putting our lives in danger over some fucking dumbass that you're not going to see ever again. Like, are you serious? And the fact that you try to fight me on it, talking about, well, you making me like, well, you telling me that I'm not going to catch up to them makes me want to catch up to them. I'm just like, no. No, at that point, I was already kind of annoyed. And I'm just like, uh-uh, that was a, that's a huge no for me, right? So later on, towards by the time we get closer to my house, we start talking about politics. I bring it up because he brings up Trump or whatever. And I'm not going to talk about exactly what we talked about, what we talked about. But I just, I don't know if you guys know this clearly. I'm very much feminist and I'm very much liberal. And um, turns out that he is not. <laughs> I'm not saying like, I'm, that's all I'm going to say that he's, he just, he, I think he should have known that because that's one of the first things that I said, but whatever. So we got into a huge argument about politics and I cried because I got so frustrated at the fact that he lacked empathy. We talked about different scenarios and different things and stuff like that. And I cried because he literally lacked empathy. It was like something just like switched to him. I don't know what it was. We got to my house. He dropped me off, gave me a kiss and he didn't apologize, but he said that he didn't know that I was going to cry about that. And I just said, you just don't know people's situations. Like you just don't know, you know, it's like have a little bit more compassion and empathy. So he dropped me off at my house. And then the next couple of days he was being so dry through text message that I ended up leaving him on red because I'm just like, you're being so dry. Like, no. So the day after I, I, Left him on red. I saw him at the gym and I, I went up close to where he was and he, he talked to me, but it was, something was just off. The vibe was off. And he was telling me about how he was in the sauna and this old guy was in the sauna and turned up the heat and that he told him that he was going to sock him if he kept turning it up. Like he was being so aggressive and I just stood there and there was another girl close by and she heard the conversation and she was just making a face and I'm just like, Okay, so I left and the next day I drove to Vegas because I was going to New York with my brother and his girlfriend. And I'm not going to lie. I was low key being a little petty. I posted on my story. I put catch flights, not feelings with a picture of my passport and my ticket, my plane ticket. And he saw that. And I think that did bother him. But whatever. He didn't talk to me the rest of the day. And the next day. I was in the middle of New York with my brother. We were literally at Starbucks at Starbucks. We're getting our Starbucks and I pull out my phone because I went on my Snapchat because my we have a sibling group chat on Snapchat. And um, so James name changed on Snapchat before it was the name I had for him to it just changed to James the cutie. And when I clicked his thing, it said add friend. I went on my Instagram. It said follow like he unfollowed me. So he unfollowed me on Instagram and he deleted me off of his Snapchat. My stomach literally fucking sank. I'm literally in New York City on vacation my second day. And he decided to ghost me and delete me out of his life while I am on vacation without explanation. When I, 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 so I ended up texting Lucy because I was so upset. I said, I'm literally on vacation in New York City and James just deleted me off of his social media and ghosted me with that explanation. I just wanted to update you. I just don't have any, any more energy to message him or talk to him. So I just wanted to let you know. I don't know if there's another girl involved, but he just did that. And she was like, no, like what happened? She was so shocked. 
And I told her, I don't know. He just, he just changed. And I just, I don't have the energy to do this. I'm like, I don't know if it was another girl, but he just, he did. And she was really upset. And yeah, it's, it's been a month and, and yeah, no word, nothing. And I haven't seen him at the gym and I don't want to see him at the gym. But last thing I heard is that he said that the reason that he ghosted me or whatever is because I moved too fast for him. And in my mind, I'm just like, you are a fucking liar, man. But you know what, you guys? I just, it was at first, I'm not going to say that I'm heartbroken because I'm not heartbroken. Like, in fact, I feel a little bit better that he's gone because now I have more time for myself. But I just want to say that it really, really sucks what this generation has come to. The fact that men in their mid-20s cannot communicate with you, right? They cannot communicate with you. And they would rather much ghost you than to straight up tell you that they're not interested anymore and that there's another girl in the picture or something like that, right? I don't know what happened, but I just wanted to let you guys know <laughs> the fucked up shit that I just went through. Um, but I think that this kind of comes as another lesson that be careful, you guys. Careful with love bombing men who move too fast. I think that just kind of shows me that I feel like at this point I've become kind of numb towards this kind of thing like being disappointed by men like how are you gonna date me for a month introduce me to your parents meet my sister and then run away like a little boy because he is a little boy he's not emotionally mature enough to talk to me about it in fact he couldn't face it he had to run away whether it be with some other girl whether it was that or him just literally getting scared and, and running away like that just says more about him than it does about me and I think that I'm at the point where I am healing from that and healing from all the other shit that other guys have done to me. And you know what about him saying that I moved too fast? At first it made my stomach sink, but you know what? I know who I am as a person and I know that what I gave was genuine and I know that I didn't do anything wrong to him. I think part of the healing process is understanding and accepting that you do not have control other over other people's actions or what other people say about you. If they try to paint you as a bad person when you know that you did nothing wrong, it's not okay. But accept the fact that they will say that to make themselves feel better and that they will say that to because they cannot accept that they did you wrong. And I think that I'm at that point where I'm healing, where I accepted it and I let go of that control. I can't control what you do and I can't control what you say. And yeah, I could try to fight for myself, but there's no point in doing that. There's no point into fighting and saying that, no, he did this to me. No, it's just, I know who I am as a person. I know that what I gave you was genuine. I know that what I said was genuine and that I would never do what you did to me, but I'm letting it go. And I know that I will get my good karma and that I will meet someone who is emotionally mature and who will not run away like that and paint me as a bad person like that because I didn't do anything wrong. And like I said, as he does, honestly, the first step to healing when a situation like this comes up is accepting the fact that you can't control them. You can't control their actions. You can't control what they say. You can't control the situation. Let it go and let it be. I think that's where I'm at right now. And I'm okay. Like it was an experience. <laughs> now I can say that I will never date a younger guy again. He's not even a man. He's a, he's a boy. He's a guy, but I will never 
ever date a younger guy again after that situation. I think now I'm really taking time to focus on myself again and getting back on my health journey. And like I said, it's been a month and I literally lost like seven pounds already from going back to the gym and eating better. So I think that it just kind of had to be another lesson for me, unfortunately, but I'm back in my healing girl era. And if you guys are listening to this and you've been ghosted or you've had someone do you dirty or someone who has tried to paint you as a bad person, it's okay to let go of control. It's okay to accept the fact that you can't control them and that you can't control the situation. And it's okay to move on and to heal from it. Feel your feelings, cry about it, but don't let it control you or affect you or have power over you. You know who you are as a person and you know what you deserve and you deserve the best. So I think with that, that will end the podcast in today's episode. If you listen to this, thank you so much for listening to this. The point of this podcast is to talk about my experiences, experiences in dating as a woman in her late 20s for me. And this is something that I had to go through and something that happened to me. And I am okay. So with that, I end the podcast. Again, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I love you all. And if you're going through a situation like this, you got this baby girl. Don't let no motherfucker make you feel like you were not good enough or that you are the bad person. If you know who you are, then you know you're an amazing person and you deserve the best. I love you guys so much and thank you for listening.